Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit. You walk away with all of the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life, mind, body, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Well podcast. I am so excited because we are doing a different style podcast today. I have my fabulous team member, Morgan. She is my right-hand woman. I was actually raving about you last week. People asked me, like, how to find something so amazing. I'm like, I don't know. I just found someone so amazing. You're just like, I I manifested her. Like, and you are not my right-hand woman. But I thought it'd be fun to have her kind of interview me when it comes to my journey, healing my nervous system, how that changed things for me. And really dive deep into everything that's happened so far. So welcome, Morgan. This is your first time, I think, on my show. You added my show, but this is the first time on your show. We're like 100 and something episodes in together. But yeah, this is the first time on the show. Yeah, you've been editing my podcast like beginning. And people ask me, how did I find you? Like, well, she started off editing my podcast. And then she's just like, grew from there. So you've known me for, for so long. I feel like, you know, you've known me through the whole like journey almost what's been absolutely from like the 2020 episodes to like today it's crazy yeah okay so all things about how i healed my nervous system i think it's gonna be really helpful for you guys just to listen to my journey with it obviously a lot more than i can dive into in like an instagram story slide you know we're, we're diving in deep and i know you guys like the juicy stuff so take it away morgan okay so first i want to get I want you to break down when you realized this was what you needed. And you've talked about this in so many podcast episodes about how you don't need another like supplement off Instagram, right? You don't need another, you know, magical hair gummy that's like not actually going to fix your hair. And I would just love to know, and I know your audience wants to know too, like when was it like the deciding point, like the line in your sand that this was what you needed and this was what was going to work? So I like it. it's probably my one line in human design because the one line is like your investigator. And I'm the type of person like it is always figure outable. There's always like a root. So I think the reason I even came to that line in the sand was like, no, no, there has to be an answer. I'm actually never available for the fact that there's no answer. So that was, first of all, I think just the part of me that was willing to find the answer was the reason I even came to it in the first place. So I had been struggling with my chronic health issues for a while. I had gone to see regular doctors. They kind of dismissed me. I mean, they see you in 15 minutes. That's nothing against them, but they have 15 minutes to see you. They're not going to like realize what's causing the symptoms. So they did tests. Everything is fine. Then someone recommended that I go see a naturopath. And I was like, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. Let me go see a naturopath. I feel like that cracked me open into a world of like, oh, someone's listening to me for the first time. I'm not crazy. These symptoms are something and they can be healed, worked on, et cetera. 
Hence why I ended up shifting from going to med school, like the traditional route to like a naturopathic medical school. I'd written my MCATs and everything. I was like, nope, we're going to go this route. Adore naturopathic school. I adore supplements. I adore clean eating. Like all of that is still my bread and butter. However, I had went through school. I had went through four years. I had done all the supplements. I've done IVs. I've done cleanses. I've parasite this. I've, I, I've done it all. For sure. But then why were all my symptoms not relieved yet? I was like, like they had gotten better. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to see me like eating gluten every day and like a McDonald's. But why was it not gone from the root? This, the supplements helped manage things. It was a natural way and it helped heal to a degree, but it wasn't gone for good. I'm like, I refuse to believe that I have to be on these supplements in order to feel okay. I refuse to like, oh, sure, the passion flower gets my anxiety under the control, but it's not actually getting to the root of the anxiety. And so while I love, you know, natural medicine and I still fully heartedly believe in it, also that doesn't always necessarily heal the root. It's a great way to help get you through things you would still have to manage the anxiety. And I was like, not available for that. So it's like, okay, there has to be more. And like, so I'm just like digging, like keep in mind, just like, all right, digging first at like the regular doctor's office. Nope. They digging through naturopathic work. All right. Four years of school. Definitely like we're revealing layers. We're digging, we're digging. All right. Not enough. Kate. We're digging, we're digging. So even just the, I think the willingness, I think so many people normally give up or they think they just have to live that way. And I could have just been like, you know what? Maybe I should live this way. Every day, I just have to take my natural remedy for anxiety. Every day, I do this. You know, I just have to be very careful of what I eat. And maybe if I take all the supplements right, you know, I will get bloated. But then I was taking all the supplements, still getting bloated, and still gluten-free, dairy-free, fried, sugar-free. And I was like, no. Okay, so we're going to find the answer. Oh, what was it that introduced me to this trauma work? I should actually think about that. I think it was actually my friend, Kelly. You, I don't know if you still had her. That's how I found you. And that was editor her podcast. And she had a podcast she had a guest on about trauma. And I was like, well, that was like disease related. But I was like, ah, trauma. Like, what's that? And from there, I remember like binging episodes on trauma on this. And it wasn't really like geared towards nervous system specifically. It was more through like trauma and business. But I was like, you know what? Let's look at that from all perspectives. I started diving into the information like, oh, my God. I think this is it. And it was that same feeling when I found like natural medicine, the cause part. I was like, oh, no, this is like the deep answer. This is like, let's go in like this. This could be it. Right. Because I'm definitely willing to try anything. You want me to do IVs? You want me to try this parasite cleanse? You want me not to eat this? You want me to do a little FODMAP? You want me to? I'll try it all. I'm like, sure. If it works, I'm gay. So I was like, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. And I do think, unfortunately, sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom for you to choose to be willing to do anything. I really try to help people before that. Unfortunately, I think it does take a lot of people having tried everything before, you know, having to do that work. Because I'm not going to lie, it was easier to take the supplement, but it didn't actually work. And so sometimes you just have to get to that point where like shit's not working and you got to go deeper. So then I started doing like, all right, what is emotional trauma? Like, I don't have childhood trauma. Like I grew up in a normal household. Sure, my mom was like very strict in the perfectionism, but like, I thought of trauma as like, and we can get into this, like intense physical abuse. But like, was there kind of a little bit of physical abuse? Sure. Was there also like mental, emotional abuse in my household? Sure. But I never like, no one ever connected those dots for me. Like, oh, that could be why your symptoms aren't the way they are. 
And looking back, I realized all those natural things. I was just trying to correct the trauma and the stuff that happened to my nervous system from when I was born until that point that was still stored in my system. And so when I started doing like the somatic work and actually finishing the trauma process and completing those emotions, going back to those things, that's actually when my symptoms started to disappear and fully heal. And I don't mean like manage. I don't mean like I still have to take. No, anxiety gone, bloating gone, PCOS gone, skin cleared up. Which is crazy. I was like, I tried everything for my skin. I had tried all the supplements, all the Sephora masks, this, that, spent thousands on like, you know, you go to get the lasers done and you go to get this done. Like it it helps, but it was still coming. I was like, why is it still coming? I don't like, I don't do this. I don't do that. And I remember some friends would say to me, and I don't think they meant this in a mean way. It was like, you do all this stuff and yet like you still have the acne, you still have this. I was like, yeah, like what the fuck? Right? Like Like, that's just like what? And that's, I get where like the frustration is. And I'm like, I'm not throwing all those things out the window. But again, for me, it was very much a, last resort willing to throw anything in and like try it all and i'm so so glad i did i'm so glad i didn't give up and i'm so glad i started looking for the answers yeah i just want to rewind to the fact that this all stemmed from like a podcast episode like this is a reminder to everybody listening to this podcast like a podcast episode can change your life like those resources are there for a reason so like side note tell the listeners right now this podcast episode can truly change your life, which is crazy. Because like, if you hadn't listened to that podcast episode, like, who knows if things would have went in line like the way they did. So that's wild to me. I would love to know your thoughts on the person right now who's like, when you had your like, the clouds kind of separated in naturopath medicine, but then also when you found that podcast episode and you kind of binged it, like for someone who's like, the clouds are so cloudy right now, I don't even know, like, I can't even trust that that separation is going to come eventually. What's your message to them in what world do you think that you're meant to live that way star quote underline morgan this is gonna be a quote like it's just there was no world ever in my mind was like this just had to be my life like there's just no way i have to live this way and i think the problem is that doctor's like oh they literally say this is something you're gonna have to live with if you have ibs they literally say this is something you're going to have to live with. If you're struggling with PCOS or fertility. This is something you're going to have to live with. Full body chill. Ooh, or anxiety is something you're going to have to live with. Thyroid issues, something you have to live with. I was like, in what world? I'm not available for that. No. I'm not available for that. And it's just like, if you're listening to this episode, you already have evidence that it's possible, right? You have evidence from me. You have evidence from all my clients. You can go back and listen to episodes when I've had clients on. You can go read the testimonials. You can go see the highlights on my Instagram. I think the important thing is that there, it is possible. You do have to believe it's possible for you. So then we dive into, ooh, why don't you believe it's possible for you? Because that's a worthiness piece. Yeah. So I felt like, for me, I always knew I was worthy of healing. And I was just like, nope, not acceptable. We are going to figure this out no matter what and it's that no matter what energy that like I apply that to my life I apply that to my business I apply that to anything I'm like no everything is figureoutable let me just try because there is no harm in trying and I do get like sometimes people are like frustrated because they have quote-unquote tried everything but I promise you trying the emotional work is very different than trying other supplements you know and the emotional work is not you sitting here journaling I love you, but it's not like I love a journal, but like that's not 
releasing your childhood trauma. So like, I want to really dive into, you know, what kind of like healing that nervous system look like. Because I think people, it can be really intimidating for people. You know, I've asked people like, what, what holds you back? And they're actually quite scared of doing the work. And what I can tell you from the other side is it is actually so much harder to sit where you are than to do the work. Yes. So like, even if you think it's hard, I guarantee you what you're feeling and holding right now is harder. Because to hold feeling that way, to hold feeling that way about your symptoms or your relationships, it's so much harder than doing the work. It's actually so much more painful. It's actually so much more heavy. Oh my God, I love this. I'm also having full body chills because like when you said about like, this is evidence right here. Like I can remember, like I was doing this work myself, but when I realized like, oh my God, I can do this. Like this can all start with our children when we're young, which is kind of going off topic. And we've talked about this before you and I, but like, I can remember listening to your podcast because my son had a symptom and they were like, oh, you're just going to have to live with this. You're going to have to take him every single month to like get his ears looked at. Like this is something he's going to have to live with. And I was like, no, no, no. Like there's like, there's trauma, like there's something that needs to be released here on my end, on his end, on our family's end, on my husband's end. And I was like, no, no, no. Like that was my aha moment. So like if you're listening to this as a parent and you're like, ooh, but everything's fine with me and my kids and I don't think this is our future. Like it, this work is still being done. Like I can remember being like, no, we're not going to live with these once a month appointments. Like we're actually going to erase this. Like we are going to try anything. That was like my cloud separating moment. And I listened to your podcast and I was like, let's just try this. Let's try this. Let's do this. So I have full body chills when you're talking about this because I'm like, this is like a fur- full circle moment for me. Okay. Next- I also want to say, just as you were saying that, mm-hmm. is that I think it's important to realize that like, quote unquote, trauma doesn't have to be big key things. I don't even think like, oh, I don't have major trauma. So my bloating is not that. Well, your trauma, why you're bloated could be your people pleasing, your lack of boundaries, which does come from kind of like some horrible sort of childhood thing that happened to you that you don't fully realize. And so it's not necessarily a trauma in the big way, though it can be. And I know a lot of people come to me already knowing their trauma and having more of the big T, but it can also be small things that just how you grew up, emotions that you push down. Remember, trauma is just experiencing three emotions at once and your brain cannot process it. So if you are just angry, sad, and anxious, boom, stores in your body. Right. And so like that's what's really important to understand to not even have shame or judgment of like what happened to you. I think a lot of people also invalidate their childhoods. And I'm never I always say this in every like podcast or every time I have a call, I never wrong or bad parent. No parents will ever be perfect, but things did happen. But if you invalidate them, then you kind of like leave them in there and say, like, let's look at the perspective of how you interpreted. It's not bad or wrong. It's just how you interpreted. And let's give that little girl some freedom. Oh my God, I love this. I love this. Okay, can you paint us a picture of what it was like healing your nervous system? So I feel like for me, healing the nervous system was very much a revisiting of all the things I put in Pandora's box. Revisiting of all the things that I had shoved down because the body will always give you feedback and that's the thing. The physical symptoms are normally the last resort. It's like when you've pushed down the emotion enough and you haven't let it out, it then will manifest physically. And each symptom has a different like emotional root of what, you know, it's tied to, whether it's bloating or digestion or fertility or skin or eyes or pain. Each of them has a different little something. And so think about it like following the thread behind the symptom to like what the 
normal route is, like let's say it's worthiness and, and looking at that. So for me, I remember it was a lot of actually processing, validating and honoring the little girl who went through those things. Like, yes, there were times where I was just sitting there crying and giving love to her. And there were times where like I literally felt like the flood of emotions would come back. You know, I would be really back in like my childhood bedroom, which had like, I don't know why, like lime green and hot pink. It's not what I asked for. And like these weird pom-pom curtains. And it's like when I was taken back and I did the somatic or nervous system work, it was like I was right back in her body, actually finishing the trauma process of when she was there. Crazy. All those little micro moments. It was like, because the great thing about the subconscious mind is it actually doesn't know the difference between then and now. So when I go back with my clients and I do this stuff, you actually finish the process and we actually rewire your brain to interpret it differently. And that's why it's so powerful. And that's why it's also very different than like EDMR where you're like kind of moving your eyes. This is actually somatically going back and processing it in your body, you know. And for me, I was very shut down as a kid. You know, anytime I was upset, my mom would yell at me. Anytime I, I remember falling down, my mom would yell at me. Can you imagine when you fall down and scrape your knee and you're hurt and you just want to go mom and mom wants to give you love and she yells at you? And she screams at you and she says it's your fault. And I'm just like even just telling I can, I feel myself going back to it. And I like I can see it crystal clear me sitting in her bathroom on her like the toilet seat where I had fallen off my bike and scraped my knee. And it was like pretty big and like deep. And she's just yelling at me and yelling at me. And it's like, but that's not a safe space. Yeah. I remember when I had pneumonia. And she didn't want to stay with me in the hospital. Like, it was too much of an inconvenience. And I remember growing up, it's like, you better not get sick again because I'm not going to the hospital with you. All right. I just wanted to quickly come in here and hop in and tell you guys that we are doing something super fun for the podcast in June. So if you share your favorite episode to your Instagram stories and tag me, keep up with live, we are giving you a $44 credit to use towards any course, any program that you love. You can share any episode that you love of mine that you want other people to get value from, to learn from anything that you're like, "Mm, this is so good. More people need to hear it. So just put it on your stories, tag us. Like I said, make sure you tag us so that we can see. And that way we can give you a $44 credit. You can use this towards land the man, best year ever, regulate, well-nourished, gauze activation, and Akashic reading and energy healing. There's so many different options. Of course, you only get one credit. So if you do it once, you'll get that one credit per month. If you don't have Instagram, for those of you who don't, you can also leave a five-star rating and review. Just make sure to screenshot the review before you click submit so that you can email it to us and that way we can see that you submitted it. And all of that info will be also down below in the description box. I am so excited just to get more word out. The more we can get the word out of this podcast, the more people I can help, the more impact we can have, and the more nervous systems that we can not only get from survival into thrival mode, but even beyond thrival mode and just into that yummy, delicious life that we all want to live. So that being said, thank you guys so much. And I will get back to the episode. I remember even sitting when I had pneumonia as a little kid in the hospital bed and like opening my eyes. It was like severe. I think I was in there for like a week because the pneumonia was pretty severe. And I'd opened up my eyes a little bit. And the person I remember being there was not my mom, it was this family friend that I had grown up with. And like, I love her to death. And 
I was really close with like her kids. We were like best friends growing up. It was her that I remember being there. Oh my God. I'm getting like full body chills just thinking about like you sitting back in that room again, like as you're like healing and rewiring your nervous system. And oh my God, I have, I have full body chills as you're talking. This is so good. So when people think, I think about rewiring like their nervous system, it's, it's all of those things. It's moments. Those moments that like I had pushed down, like the hurt of that that I had pushed down. You know, anytime I cried, my mom would tell me to stop sniveling, stop crying. I get punished for crying. I get punished. Like, so as a child trying to process emotion and you're getting punished for processing emotion, like you can, no wonder my nervous system, no wonder like home wasn't fully safe. Why? Because when I was hurt or when I was sick, I got in trouble. You know, when I came home with tests that weren't 100%, I was in trouble. And so nothing was ever enough. You know, I remember dancing. I loved dancing as a little girl. Was I the best dancer? No. That's, that's like, but all I heard after my recital was like, why didn't you kick as high as she kicked? Why aren't you as good as that? Why aren't you doing? And I was like, I was just so excited. I just got shut down. Yeah. Shut down and shut down all the time. So people who don't think of things as like big T trauma, but like this becomes who you are. This wires your system to not feel enough, to not feel worthy, to not feel safe. Yeah. And then let alone, you know, the times where I was crying and I tried to fight back and she'd slap me across the face and call me like the B word. You know, and I can still remember, I don't think I'll ever forget this one, like standing in my doorway trying to fight back as she's like grabbing my arms and me fighting, like literally with my mom's arms, fighting her back to not come in my room because my room was my safe space. And I had these blue plastic, you know, those like streamer beads. I don't know if you had them when you were little. They oh, like came I had out. clean green ones. We probably had the same ones. I had those ones on my door and I can still like, those were on my door and were, were fighting. And then she just like slapped me across the face. Well, no wonder I have physical symptoms. And so like, Healing your nervousness is about healing all of those parts of you, all of those things that went through those aspects. And when I say these little examples so that people can maybe identify and resonate and find pieces of their story in this. And you don't have to know all of your trauma in order to heal it. You know, I heal people's trauma that they don't know about. Like, it's unconscious for a reason. Like, until this was brought up in me, I forgot about a lot of these memories. I forgot, quote unquote, because I pushed them down. Exactly. Even as you're talking right now, like there's memories coming back to me that I'm like, wow, that didn't seem significant. But like now that you're saying that, oh, yeah, like that probably does. Like I remember this now and that de- does equal this. Like even if it's talking- be, Yeah, like an absence of things as well. Like my dad wasn't around growing up. Yeah. So like, I never knew my dad and he actually passed away. So there was like no chance of like knowing him. Well, so it's also the absence of not having someone there. So like having a single mom like that and then also not having a father figure, the abandonment of like, why didn't he want to talk to me? Why wasn't I good enough? Why didn't he want to reach out? Why wasn't he part of my life? Exactly. And then it being very like not safe to talk about to my mom. I wasn't really allowed to ask questions. It wasn't something that, you know, she created a, a space where I could ask questions or be inquisitive. So there was also like a lot of abandonment stuff. So no wonder I had an anxious attachment style. I had a mom who didn't show me love, didn't ever tell me she was proud of me, was not a snuggler or tell you, like, you know, I love you, that kind of thing. 
and a dad who wasn't there. No wonder I was anxiously attached. Exactly. Yeah. So like there's just so many of these little instances that I think people don't realize compound and build into kind of like your nervous system response that you're dealing with right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for me, like healing that was about like healing that little girl. Healing that little girl. All of those little aspects. The one who was abandoned, the one who wasn't enough, the one who was like, and keep in mind, this went on until I was older, until I actually got out of the house with my mom, which I think when I graduated university, I was there for a few months. And then I just like, it was detrimental to my health. I had to get out. But like my mom also drinks way too much. And so like not, it's not only even the childhood trauma, it was like as a teenager, just being around that, oh, kind of just reinforced it. It was like I couldn't escape that environment still. So I was like trapped in that and that kept dysregulating me and dysregulating me. Yeah. Kept putting you back down at zero again almost, right? Like it was a, you were never able to like heal. Yeah. So it's like, yes, it's childhood, but I also want people to think about like however long you're in that environment or exposed to that or had that, you know, especially when it's your home base and home yeah. is supposed to be safe. That is like a big, a big one for sure. So then going off of that, because I loved how you talked about it wasn't just childhood. It was like then when you were a teenager, right? Like when you graduated university and you realized like, okay, it was time to get out. What kind of is your, what would you say to somebody who has to go back to that? Like, let's say they have family and they have to go back mm-hmm. out of obligation for something, right? Like how, and this is a little bit of off topic about what we were going to talk about today, but it's so good. And I think somebody needs to hear it. Um, going back to that space that may dysregulate them, right? Where they've kind of started to heal from all of that. And then have number you- one, go back and listen to the episode. I think it's called What to Do If You Live in an Environment That Dysregulates yes. You. Go listen to that. But what I wish, I wish I'd stood up to her more. But I think there was just so much fear and like I couldn't set boundaries, unfortunately, because I was in such a defeated state because I, at that point, was also trying to fix the situation and, and fix her and change her. And I remember like, begging her to not drink so much and realizing she was never going to do that for me. Yeah. And so like, if you're in that environment, if you can try to set boundaries and actually enforce them, at that time I wasn't strong enough and I fully understand why, you know, it can be very hard to set boundaries and why you may not feel strong enough to. But if you tr- can try to set boundaries, like set boundaries about your safe space, how about how people can talk to you, about how you, they can treat you. You know, I remember when I was still struggling with my skin and, you know, as women having chronic cystic acne is like, it's very defeating. And that's why I fully understand how hard it is to like look in the mirror and hate that. So when you feel that bad about yourself and then you walk out and your drunk mother is saying, what are all these pimples on your face and pointing them out and making you feel like garbage when you're already garbage. Yeah. It's hard to muster up the strength of personal power to a, not take it personally, not have it break you down, but B to set up a boundary. So like, as much as you can try to even, can you be not there at off hours? Can you not interact as much? Like I remember yeah. if I could get out of the house and be with my boyfriend at that time, at either his parents or like out of it, I would. You know, there are times where I called him and like he literally came and picked me up because it was that bad. So like, is there someone you can call? Is there a friend, a family member, a partner, an aunt, an uncle? 
like even growing up, I remember because I was thinking about this episode they were going to record today. When I was little, I'd call my if my mom got too much, I'd call my aunt and ask to go to her house for the weekend. My aunt would drive over. She'd pick me up and she'd take me to her house for the weekend. And I remember dreading coming back that Sunday and like I really didn't want to go back to my mom. I saying I had to, but at least that was a break. So like, is there, can you schedule off hours? Can you get yourself out of the environment? And then can you do some of the personal power work that maybe I wish I would have had back then? So if you're yeah. listening to this and you have access to my podcast and, you know, and you can start, maybe start to do some of the programs to join my life, like, can you start implementing some of these things that I wish I had back then that then can then cultivate like that personal power and allow you to set boundaries and allow you to get out of that situation and even help you start processing it while it's happening now? Because also, look, if I had had some of these tools, you know, to help process in that time, I may not have stored it like in my body. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And like now, if my mom says something, like I'm a completely different human. I can feel like this protective lioness, like protect my little girl. If she ever like steps out of line, it's like an F no. Like there's such a power shift versus like before she had the power. But I fully understand that's very hard when someone's taken away all your power. And that's why whether you can, you know, binge watch my podcast episodes, get into any container you can, like get to regulate. That's even just the basic stuff for your nervous system daily, the lifestyle stuff to try to implement while you're there because you you can do still much. I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I'm still stuck in the environment. I can't do anything. I promise you there are little things you can do to, to start to break out of that. And healing your nervous system will be the best thing that you ever do. And I always like to say healing your nervous system isn't optional. It's required. I love that. When you were talking too about this, like, this like shield almost comes up. It's like the like the mom, like you hear about the mama bear, right? Like people talk about the mama bear that comes out for her cubs, right? Like I had a moment like that this morning with my own kids. It's like the mama bear that you needed comes out now and like protects that little girl. Ooh, I knew somebody, I knew we had to talk about that and I knew somebody needed to hear it. So how did, like, how did it change things for you once you started doing that, once you started healing your nervous system? The thing is, I went into healing my nervous system to heal my symptoms, but like it healed so much more than that. And I think what's important is like once you actually break out of survival mode and like get your symptoms healed, it's like, oh, what's next after your symptoms are healed? When you're in your symptoms, it's very hard to think about life beyond that. When you're anxious all the time, very hard thing about a life beyond your anxiety. And it's funny because I've had clients who had anxiety and then we cleared that and they're, they don't actually don't know what to do to themselves. So part of it is actually having them find themselves not attached to their identity of anxiety. But I never knew the way my life was going to change, the way my relationships were going to change, the way my business was going to change. Because like your attachment style is tied to your business. If you're an entrepreneur and you're anxiously attached, your anxious attachment is showing up in like you frequently checking DMs or how many likes you get or to your clients. You know, your trauma and your physical symptoms may allow you to not fully show up at work. You know, it might not allow you to be fully seen. Yes. You know, that girl that was like pushed down by her mom and her skin and her dancing and her test, like, how do I then have the worthiness to show up and own what I do? I'm still incredible at what I did, but it yeah. didn't come from the inside. Right. And so like that like rippled into my business, which then ripples into like how much money I make. It changed my safety and relationships. I remember the last, I would call like relationship before my fiance. There was a lot of healing. And this is what I mean. The healing y'all experience, not just like from childhood stuff or from that, it brought up a lot of childhood stuff. 
And I was like, oh, this is really anxious. And I'm so glad like I did the work because it allowed me to then feel safe and secure in relationships. I was no longer that person that if they didn't text me first thing in the morning, oh my God, they may not like must not love me. They're going to break up with me. If I didn't hear from them. I wasn't, you know, worried and automatically spiraling. Before then, I was very much focused on how can I make someone like me so that they don't leave. You know, and I would almost like pretend to like like things I liked and like try to be a way so that, you know, I would be enough for them. At the same time, I was also like too much, but not enough. And like, which is an odd dynamic to be in when you're not enough, but also too much at the same time. Right. Right. But like healing that allowed me to feel safe and secure in relationships. And the only reason I have a relationship I do now is because of that. Because I might have met the right person, but meeting the right person, when you have wounding and anxious attachment style, it's either not going to be the relationship you want or you're going to bring your wounding to that. And so now like, I actually don't have to worry. Like, imagine floating like a lazy river. We were actually talking about Morgan's pool before we started recording. Okay. Imagine being on a floaty. That's healing your nervous system. Imagine yeah. being like that in relationships. Never wondering, is he, does he like you? Is he going to call you? Is he going to this? Whether he does or not is irrelevant because you are so rock solid and unwavering in who the hell you are give a shit and they're also going to because they're attracted to the confidence and confidence is sexy so that they're also going to be because of that but it's that free for like you are just good you are just chill Mm. whoa life just gets to be like this it doesn't have to be a roller coaster of ups and downs and like you're spiraling and your nervous system's jacked and then you crash because like you run out of adrenaline and then it's no longer that roller coaster you're just like huh your health is good business is good money is good your relationships are good everything is good oh my god because when you feel your nervous system you're also no longer willing to put up with bullshit relationships whether that's romantic or friendships people who don't support you people who don't like aren't aligned with you but i didn't do the nervous system work when my ex-fiance told me that he thought a cautious reading was like he wanted to see the proof i would have been like yeah you know what it's probably like nothing you know and i would have like not shined my light i would have like not had the confidence to like back what i do i was like no, it would scare the shit out of you for me to tell you what the shit I could see now, right? But there's a difference of power dynamic. But it's only because I heal my nervous system. So when people think like healing your nervous system, oh, like my bloating will go away. I'm like, that's the standard. Like I can do that in my sleep. But what else do you want? And I always ask my clients when they come to me, and sometimes they have trouble with this. I'm like, okay, beyond healing your symptoms, what else do you want? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, beyond that, like, what else? And they, they can't even see life beyond healing their symptoms, let alone all that. And I'm like, that's the basic standard of what we do over here. Right? It's about like, what does life look like beyond that after that? Like to be just so at home with yourself. And I say, I don't fix people. I bring them back to who they are. I love that. We just bring back like all the filter, the trauma, the this, the gunk that has separated you from the fact that you are worthy, whole, complete on your own. And that's it. I love that because I think too, like I can remember going into this work and being like, oh, but I like the ego was talking like, oh my God, I don't want to change. I don't want to be different than like, I don't want to be this new person that like, you know, my fiance is not going to recognize or whatever. But I loved how you said that it's just about bringing you home again. It's about bringing you back to like who you were. And you know, a lot of people have that fear. A lot of clients have come to me like, I'm, I'm scared if I, if I heal, I'm going to lose my friends or my husband. If I get healthier, I'm going to lose my husband. You know, we don't have anything to bond over if we're not doing this. That's why I really have to ask, is that really the types of relationships you want in your life? That if you evolve and change, and it doesn't mean that they have to start believing in manifestation or spiritual self. They don't have to believe in it. They have to respect it. 
But like, do you really want to be in relationships or friendships where you can't evolve or expand? I get like chills because my husband does not believe in that. Like he like, but he respects me enough that he's like, yeah, like go manifest that big pool. Like, cause I respect you enough. And I know that like, you're going to put it in my hand one day. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to do this work to like respect you. Right. Like that's his part. Like he's like, I'm going to do this to respect you and know that you're going to do that. And that's like how it's going to come for you. So I just got full body chills. Cause yeah, I think about the friends that like I, was scared to lose but then it was like no it brought me home to like they're not even a part of it anymore and it's like it's so much better without them oh my god I could talk all day about like the friendship one that should be another episode we do one day and I think I think people need to understand like just to give this a very like concrete because I feel like when people hear these things the it'll change like your mindset about it going back to even that very anxiously attached relationship I had Yes. where there was a lot of like emotional manipulation made me feel I would I would say even more worse than my mom did from an anxious attachment like unsafe kind of vibe yet I was mm-hmm. so trapped in it that you couldn't get it because when you're anxiously attached like you can't leave even though you want to and yes. at one point he kind of basically ripped the rug out from under me had facetimed me and like broke it off and that was it I had never felt so heartbroken but leading myself through that and healing my attachment style it's not about the money but people are gonna like really see this i jumped from 20k months to 40k months that month going from hovering because of the shit i healed through it and i not that people should be motivated by that but that just goes to show like how it brings you into alignment yes absolutely because he was definitely pushing me down told me that you know i wasn't meant to have a golden retriever uh i wasn't meant to make you know x amount of money whatever and i was like right but like so grateful about that relationship for showing me that, showing me the anxious attachment style, giving me the option to heal my anxious attachment style that I could become not only like a more grounded, better human, but a better leader, a better business owner, a better everything. Like it, it just rippled in all directions. Like it can't help because when you heal you, anything you show up for in your business, it has an effect on. So when you heal you, of course, it affects your job and your work. When you heal you, it affects you as a parent, as a partner, as a lover, as a friend, as a daughter, as a as in everything. You know, even my nervous system work has gotten me to the point where I actually have compassion for my mother. Because there was a long part of time where I felt a lot of, I don't want to say, like, even deeper than resentment, but like a more bitterness of resentment of like a deep, uh, and I've gotten to the point where like, not only about forgiveness, but I actually have compassion for like where she's at in her journey and how she shows up, mm-hmm. where it doesn't like dysregulate me like how it did when I was younger. And like, that's a beautiful place to get to. Can you imagine not being dysregulated anymore? Not being triggered by that? Do you imagine getting to a point where they could do their things and be who they are and it doesn't phase you? That's a pretty powerful place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, because people also, I think, too, have this notion where they think like once they heal, the, like once they do this work, it's done. Like, Nothing will ever come back and dysregulate them and like it will be sunshine and rainbows forever. So what was the last thing that dysregulated you and how did you handle it? We are back. I know you guys won't hear any difference, but we had a little technical glitch. But we're going to dive into the last thing that dysregulated me. Now, so the last thing that dysregulated me is probably going to come as a surprise, but I like always transparent question and this actually came through 
one of my DMs, someone asked me like, what was the last thing that dysregulated? And he was like, Ooh, I love this question. So I wanted to bring it here. So what had happened was if you guys saw the kind of like emergency surgery that I needed, what one's it? Like March or in June? I think it was like March time is weird. Um, needing that was honestly the last thing that dysregulated me. And I think it's because if you've ever had general anesthesia, it is, intense it is like a to me it was like a surrendering to death and it really brought me back to when i did plant medicine and i had to surrender into like death like twice it is a complete like loss of control right it's the ultimate test of like trust and losing control and that was the last thing that i felt like really dysregulating me but not only just the anesthesia but i don't know if you've ever if you ever had surgery you know that they wheel you into the hallway and mm-hmm. then they leave you there in the hallway i'm like oh we'll be with you like can we think of anything that's more like dysregulating that like sitting in this empty hallway about to be wheeled in? Whereas when you're in the waiting room, if they were to take you right into the actual like OR, it would be one seamless thing. No, let's leave you here for five minutes to fester and kind of have everything run through your head. And so I literally brought in the tools that I teach my clients, my nervous system expansion that I teach in every container, like we just use it in different ways depending on the container. And I was so proud because I remember the next day I looked at my HRV, which if you guys don't know, is your heart rate variability. It's the thing that measures how regulated your nervous system is. It doesn't mean that stressful events doesn't happen. It literally measures how well your body can come back to homeostasis and how well it can come back to a calm state. And it was still over 100. And I was like, boom, this shit works. Work, the work works. But um, for those of you who don't know, maybe you haven't listened to my friend, Christina's podcast I was on a couple weeks ago. It's a beautiful conversation where I dove into like what led to the surgery. And that was the fact that my fiance and I were pregnant again for the second time. I haven't really brought anything new to it now because for me, it wasn't very much of experience that dysregulated me. It wasn't very much of a, a loss like that we felt. I think because of what we went through back in September, it was kind of like, a, oh, all right, like didn't dysregulate me. So which I guess is also a power thing in and of itself. The fact that that didn't dysregulate me at all. Um, so essentially what had happened is we had what is called like a molar pregnancy, which means that the cells in your uterus grow, but there's no fetus. And so I, that could have also been part of why it wasn't particularly dysregulating for me because I knew that there wasn't actually a fetus that had been growing at that time. And I was about like three months along. So the reason that I needed the surgery is because they need to remove those abnormal cells because otherwise they turn cancerous, which we definitely don't want. So they're like, oh, all of this very like copious amounts of bleeding is coming from those abnormal cells, which were making you think you were pregnant, which is kind of annoying because... <laughs> I went through another like first trimester and I was just like, oh, the nausea, the this, but the nausea was so bad because when you have a molar pregnancy, it secretes more HCG than is normal. Mm-hmm. So you're actually a lot more nauseous than a standard pregnancy because you have this big abnormal growth of cells. So instead of like it being fetus and cells, it's just abnormal cells that are proliferating. Which so I was just like, oh, all that nausea I went through was just because there wasn't a fetus growing. And <laughs> From like a laughing perspective, this is also when we were in Italy and we had planned this Italy trip and I was so excited because we booked it at a spa, like wellness resort. They had saunas, cold plunges. Of course, was pregnant, couldn't use any of that. And at the end, 
I wasn't actually pregnant. <laughs> it actually most bothered me. I was like, are you kidding me? I could have been cold plunging. I could have been time. cold plunging. I could have been sauling. I mean, again, take light of the situation. I know, you know, other people in the same situation might feel a bit more saddened or dysregulated. I'm very much a, that was how I felt. So yeah, I, I honor how my experience was for me. I mean, that was the last thing that actually dysregulated me and it really taught me I think it's beautiful for me to have these experiences because then it really shows me, oh, the work I do works. Like the stuff I teach my clients, not only do like, I embody on a daily basis, but when life comes up, I pull from it. I do the exact things that I teach my clients and it works. And we're actually able to see it in HRV, which we don't always need a scientific measure. But I think like we all like to see the scientific measure. We like to see things in blood work. We like to see the results, just like as you like to see yourself getting stronger or, you know, your clothes fitting better or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You like to see the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Right. I can't you can't fake an HRV. So that was honestly the last thing that dysregulated me. But beyond that, I actually want to speak to something that probably should have dysregulated me that didn't. And I really saw again, like I feel like I've been kind of reinforced with how much this work works. So without getting into too much detail, because um, I don't know necessarily if my mom wants me sharing like necessarily nitty gritty. So recently, a couple weeks ago, it was like right before, like right where the rewire immersion was, we found out she has like a serious medical condition. And it's one of those things that those words that most people, if they were to hear, it's that that word you don't want to hear. It's that word that you hope never happens to you. Mm-hmm. And I was so solid so regulated there was not one ounce of fear not one drop of dysregulation in my ability to hear that news i'm getting full body chills from like how insane this was and to be so neutral and not from a spiritual bypassing where like oh live you are just in denial you are processing like no like ultimate no dysregulation holding it that was so powerful and i was like holy and i was just like wow I held that. It was almost like a shock factor to me. Like that probably should have dysregulated me, but I was like fully, fully solid, fully neutral, almost like an expansion where well, it would have like contracted a lot of people. It was very an expansive kind of neutral, just feeling like, all right, all right, we're going to process it. Like we're going to move through this. No big deal. And like, I want other people to get to that state to not only be regulated in like their day-to-day lives, but to have life happen to you because life will happen and to Mm -hmm. still stay regulated. And to me, that is such a powerful thing to be able to hold and do is to stay regulated. So while yes, I love like stay regulated in your relationships when your kid's having a meltdown or a tantrum, but can Mm -hmm. you also stay regulated in those big moments? Because that to me is everything. So that was the last thing that probably should have dysregulated me but didn't and I was like wow I'm so glad the work that I do and I think that's only going to deepen what I'm able to bring to clients and I'm just so excited for this new level of like regulation that we've like mastered right because it's a new level of mastery as you build skills like I feel like I've mastered a new level of regulation through everything that's kind of been thrown at me in the past like year and I'm like whoa and now I'm able to help clients do the same thing so that was the last thing that just regulated me I love that. So what would you say to somebody who right now is still in the nitty gritty of like things are dysregulating them on a daily basis? And maybe from this podcast, they're starting to realize like, oh yeah, 
the kids and the tantrums that they throw before school are dysregulating me or this at the grocery store, the coffee order being wrong, dysregulate. Like what's kind of your message to that person who's still kind of, yeah, getting dysregulated by the everyday things. So the reason a, that the everyday things are probably dysregulating you is because you already have too much dysregulation in your cup. If you haven't watched the reel that's pinned to my profile, my Instagram called every human needs to understand this. It's a beautiful visual representation that so many people finally said that it clicked for them. They finally understand what I'm talking about. So go listen or watch that visual representation because obviously the podcast is just audio. But if we think about like, if it's so full, anything, any little thing you put on top of it will make it overflow in a negative way. Will make you anxious, will make you, you know, go into fight or flight. And so my message is that we need to clear out that cup so that your capacity to hold more is bigger. Imagine you only have a, a tall cup, like a tall size at Starbucks. And it's full of all these negative life experiences, all these traumas or emotions. There's nothing left. So when the kid has a tantrum or this happens in life, it overflows and your nervous system is like, holy shit, can't handle. If we empty that out, you can actually hold a lot more. Yes. And so like my thing to use, we have to start emptying that cup because A, life is going to happen, but a dysregulated nervous system does not have to. But it starts with like emptying that cup. But I also want people to think about where are holes that we can plug that'll stop it kind of from overflowing. So mm-hmm. chances are there are already boundaries you know you need to set. There are already things that you know dysregulate you that you don't necessarily have to stay in that environment. There's things that you can do for yourself. And we have so many tips and advice and resources on this podcast, you know, on my Instagram. But I remember what it was like to be in my dysregulated state. I remember when recipes didn't work out full well first slide anxiety even filming the recipe then if it didn't work full-blown meltdown anxiety attack panic like i actually thought i was going to die and for anyone listening who has a dysregulated nervous system you know what i mean by like one little thing goes wrong and you can't handle it and you are crying and you think you're gonna die like that is that is how it feels and i get it we have to start emptying that cup and like that's the best thing you can do for you and start con- like really building an environment that is conducive to that really start slowing down, really start putting less on your plate, really start doing all of these things because it's going to have a powerful effect on your nervous system. And like it's fully healable. I think there was, I got a message. I don't know if I read it this morning or last night from Instagram, you know, of someone just not believing it's possible. And I think we spoke about this earlier in the podcast. Like I'm telling you it is. Yes. Like that's why I tell my story. That's why I share my journey. That's why I show my clients, like the people who've been able to heal from anxiety and their symptoms and their life. All of this is because we just got to start. We got to start healing your nervous system, getting you out of that dysregulated state. Mm, I love that. I love that. So then what is your, what would you say to somebody who's like, okay, perfect. Like, I know I've got to make the change. I think it's either this that's dysregulating me or this, like what programs or containers should they jump into depending on what they're feeling right now? I mean, I would say if you have any kind of physical health symptoms, definitely well-nourished. If you're dealing with constipation, skin stuff, fertility stuff, PCOS, anxiety, all of that can be healed in there. And that's where we do the deep somatic work where you're literally live with me and I'm emptying that cup that's full of too much of the bad stuff and not enough of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's with relationships, there's attached, but you can also bring that into well-nourished because with relationships normally also manifests as physical if it's with wealth and money and like wealth recode, of course, if you want a very intimate, like high touch point container, there's one-on-one. So we really have a container that's 
for anything of your nervous system. So if you know it's in your marriage, we have a container for that. If it's in your work, it's a container for that. You know, if it's troubling boundaries, we have a container for that. So if you're unsure what it is, definitely reach out to me on Instagram and just be like, this is where I know I'm dysregulated. Which one is the best one for me? And the best one for everyone at least to start off with is regulate. Because regulate is like my masterclass where I give you the exact strategies that I embody on a day-to-day basis in my lifestyle that's very easy for people to do. These are not like, you know, I mentioned a couple of supplements in there, but they're not really fancy supplements. They're like everyday strategies that you can start to embody in your life right now that you don't necessarily, if you can't access the more deeper level programs with me, definitely start there. Cause I, I believe are the things that every human being should be doing to regulate their nervous system. And like I said, they're the easy stuff. I'm not sitting there telling you, Oh, you have to meditate for two hours a day and we are going to chant and that's going to regulate your nervous system. Like, I'm sorry. I don't even have time for that. That's not like what, what's going to be doable. So those are not what we talk about and regulate. It's like the things that you can probably do in under five minutes that have a massive effect. And I love it because the people who have joined regulate and they measure their HRV has doubled. We have women going from like twenties and thirties to forties and then to eighties oh in I love two it. weeks. Can you imagine going from the thirties to above 80 in two weeks of your HRV? Yeah. That's, That's a almost three times in the simple strategies. And they only like they only implemented two of the things I mentioned in regulate. I was like, holy, that's massive. That's massive. Huge. huge. So everyone join regulate, and then there's always a different container for you depending on your level of trauma, what you kind of know you want to heal, etc. But if you have any questions, you can always, like I said, reach out to me, and I always point you in the best container because a high level container may not even be what's right for you. If you don't even have the space for well nourished, you might want to start with regulate and some of the strategies. And embody that first until you actually have the time and space to receive the healing and put the time in, you know? Mm, yes, I love that. I love that. <sighs> I love when you interview me. This is such a vibe. So you know, that is my full kind of healing journey of what it actually looked like to heal my nervous system. And I think we said this, I mean, because we've had to film this second clip after our technical difficulties yesterday. I think I said, you know, about if you have the fear of doing the work, I promise you where you are at now is so much harder than doing the work. It is harder to be bloated. It is harder to be dysregulated. It is harder to be anxious. It is harder to, you know, not feel good. It's so much harder. If we think about, you know, that moment of like feeling uncomfortable while we're doing the healing calls, you're maybe, you're not even uncomfortable for the full hour. You're probably uncomfortable for like 10, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. That 10, 15 minutes versus the all day, every day that you spend feeling this way, even just from like a time perspective, you actually spend less time in it. Right? right to move through it so 100 percent worth it if anyone has any questions there's always highlights on my instagram you can flip through different programs and see what resonates for you but i am just so excited to enter this new even deeper stage of regulating women's nervous systems and i think it's going to we're going to change the world we're just going to change the i world. love that absolutely i love it so oh. powerful so powerful so thank you everyone for listening i hope you guys found some value in this if you enjoy the podcast i would love for you to share it on your Instagram, send it to friends and family, to people you know need to hear this, to regulate their nervous systems. The more we can spread the word, the more women's systems will be regulated. And that's kind of what we're here to do, right? So thank you guys so much for sharing it. And we will see you in the next episode.